Welcome back to the 24 Rise podcast, where we document the rise and stardom of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Hope everything's going well. Hope, hope you're having a good day. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. Time to bring on our guest. Uh, he's, he's been in the news lately in Manitoba, if you haven't heard. He's an Olympic-style weightlifter, an internal learner. He's an engineering student at the University of Manitoba. He enjoys reading, writing, designing video games. He's the creator of Hashtag Show Your Work. Please welcome Zach Lowitt. Hey, Zach, how are you doing? Good, how are you guys? Have a seat. How are you, bro? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Thank you for coming out on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Taking time out of your busy day. Oh, yeah, it's certainly busy. That's <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it, in our intro, you said you're a weightlifter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so, Olympic style weightlifters, so I guess. Explain to us what that is, and for the people who don't know, <laughs> like what that is and how you get into that and how. So I guess start from the very beginning, like Olympic weightlifting has two kind of movements to it. It has what they call the snatch and the clean and jerk. So what the snatch is, is getting the barbell from the ground to overhead in one fluid movement. So it's like a pull to like a catch and then squat, basically. And um, the clean and jerk is two fluid movements it's getting the bar to your shoulders and then overhead so it's like clean yeah. and jerk okay basically so i have a video here i don't know if i stole it from your instagram okay <laughs> <laughs> uh so is this is this what you're kind of talking about yeah that's the clean and jerk that's the clean and jerk okay. yeah so that part's the clean yeah looks absolutely terrible because <laughs> that was like the most i've ever done sure so then, oh yeah, that's just a front squat. So this whole thing is called a complex. Okay. In, uh, so in training, like, this isn't what a competition lift would actually look like. It's just to actually kind of train. And yeah, that's the jerk. I don't end okay. up making it, but that's what it would look like wow. if I stood and, up from that. And how much were you uh, jerking there? That was 255 pounds, which is Damn. the most... I've ever cleaned, but wow. my jerk is still back at 245, so I'm hoping to get that up. Yeah, we have some stats from the CrossFit. 315s, 315 pound squats. Yeah, these are actually a little old, actually. Really? Could, um, I'm at 355 right now for a squat. Clean and jerks, 245. 245? It's 195 for snatch. Nice. Deadlifts of 415. Wow. I have no idea what my sprint is for the 400 <laughs> meter. I haven't ran in like probably a good two years. <laughs> Yeah, in doing your research, we found a whole bunch of competitions that you've been in. So oh, yeah, just this, these are the current stats that we found. Well, before we get into the competitions, I just want to get into how you started. Uh, where, how long have you been training for, and where you started training from? Okay, uh, so I guess how the story goes is about five or six years ago, my current coach Nathan Corgill. He uh, well, originally he was my gym teacher before he became my coach. He ran kind of like um, a fitness kind of camp in a way at our high school over the summer and um since i was kind of like in the off season of hockey because i played hockey my entire life Mm -hmm. that and uh, since i was a little bit of a pudgy kid at the time my parents (laughs) kind of pushed me into doing it and um i wasn't i definitely was not the best at it i was usually lagging behind a lot of the other kids but i stuck with it and eventually he moved that kind of like um idea of a fitness kind of camp i guess to um his own gym that he ran out of his garage okay and uh, he ran that actually not during the summer but during the winter as well so it became a full-time 
thing and he had it open to adults as well. So eventually he grew that into a old auto body shop actually awesome. and just kept expanding it and he continues to expand it to this day. So from there I went into CrossFit under him. So I competed in the CrossFit Open and a couple of local CrossFit competitions. I did that for about five years mm -hmm. and then from there so you guys know what kind of like the idea of crossfit yeah, yeah. so i've watched the documentaries on netflix about oh, yeah, yeah. crossfit games um i watched your open video on youtube where <laughs> i think you were 17 or 16 right yeah yeah that might have been a year or two i'm not really sure impressive. what open that was we'll <laughs> like, pull it up i mean what's the open like uh just explain the process of the open what um lifts or techniques you do so, oh God! So, so the, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a while ago. Yeah. So the CrossFit Open is um, basically it's like an online competition that is available to anyone with the equipment to do it. Mm -hmm. So basically, what you do is you would complete the workout, mm -hmm. film yourself doing it, and then post your score, and it would go on kind of like a leaderboard. And what CrossFit really is, it's like kind of like all the best movements from like a bunch of different fitness kind of areas. Like you have gymnastics, sure. weightlifting, powerlifting, and just like running and all kind of like sandwiched together, mm -hmm. I guess. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. And speaking of the ranks, it's you're very good in the top rankings. It <laughs> ranked 17 in Manitoba for weightlifting, uh, which was last updated on February 9th, Yeah. You had a competition on February 9th, I heard? Yeah, yeah that was the Le Coupe de Voyageur competition. And how'd that go? It went really good, yeah. I um, I just inched out to get um, gold for that weight class. So how many, how, how do competitions work as far as like how many people are there or uh, what kind of mm, methods or lifts are you guys doing in those so, competitions? So Manitoba's competitions are usually pretty small because our weightlifting scene is really small compared to Ontario and Quebec. Sure. So there isn't really a lot of people. Like in my weight class, there's usually like four or five. Mm -hmm. But um, how a weightlifting competition works is, so like I previously said, there's like two lifts to Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. And basically you get three attempts at each lift and you have to make at least one of each lift to post what's called a total. And that's basically like the addition of both of your weights. Okay, yeah. And you just keep uh, increasing the weight? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bar can't actually go down. Like once you declare that you're gonna lift like say 100 kilograms for a snatch, you have to lift it or you have to like lift more. So like, the lightest lifts will go first and then those people do their attempts and the bar just keeps getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier until like the last person does their final attempt at that weight and then they move on to the next weight class. And did you break lift. any uh, PRs on the February 9th there? Yeah, actually I PR'd my competition clean and jerk and snatch and then got, yeah, my comp PR total, I guess. I was just slightly short than my training PRs, but really close. So I have another competition in the end of March, uh, Westerns. Okay. In uh, Saskatoon that I'm hoping to push those a little further. There's, def sure. there's definitely like a level of endurance that goes into that as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Right? So what, do you, is there cardio training or how, how do you like prepare uh, not, for that? Not really cardio training. There's a lot of strength and power training. But that, the endurance part that you're kind of talking about, mm -hmm. it's at a slightly different level. It isn't really like sprints with a parachute. It's more like 
cleaning like about 85 to 90% of your overall PR, mm-hmm. like um, taking a step back and doing it again and making oh, okay. it look exactly the same. Like consistency is incredibly important For in sure. weightlifting. Sure. And going off that too, like one thing that people don't really think about with a sport like weightlifting is that although it looks like it's like 100% like power and strength, mm-hmm. it's actually probably, in my opinion, like 30% strength and like a good 70% like mental because I've seen like a mm-hmm. whole bunch of people that don't have like a proper kind of like competition mindset yeah but they're like super super strong but they like bomb out because they can't handle kind of like the competition aspect of it and they sure. like get super anxious or nervous and they fail lifts and it just keeps going downhill from there kind of thing is that sort of mindset built in training you would say like what's the training process look like for you to go from practice and execute that into the competition uh definitely like making lifts as like pretty as possible is a good way to develop that kind of confidence in your lifting mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely true and you say like it's all done in the work i've seen you work either that's calculus in high school with <laughs> engineering you're always in the library with me just grinding it out um, oh yeah how do you balance that relationship between a stu- uh, being a student athlete and especially studying engineering is definitely not a easy faculty to be in and like how many times a week do you have to train sorry Uh, i train four days a week at about two and a half hours to three hours at a time so i'm in the gym about 12 hours a week which is i'd hope i kind of want to put in five (laughs) but um 15 hours is just i guess too much at this point where you gotta let your body recover as well definitely are you into like the ice bath kind of uh, I've never tried it. I've heard benefits from it. I'm not sure if I, it definitely get takes, it would definitely take some getting used to for True. sure, but I could definitely see the benefit of it. 100%. Like I do, um, more low motivation, I guess, um, forms of recovery, like massages or just like rest in general, but I've never really dipped into ice baths. I guess I could try that sometime. <laughs> So what would you recommend for a recovery process? That, like, what's your recovery process look like, even from competition or going from training week in, week out? Uh, it's usually kind of just foam rolling or, like, taking a day or two off. Like, just really listening to your body and knowing how what's your kind of limits physically mm-hmm. and um, knowing, like, how to recover from big sessions and big training. It's kind of that, I suppose. Let, like sure. let's let's assume like many of our viewers may not be a professional oh. weightlifter. <laughs> no, I'm not a professional <laughs> or, weightlifter. Or, <laughs> or soon to be. Soon to be but if many of our viewers are trying to get into that and maybe they can't, you know, deadlift the amount to that they what would you recommend like the first step be? And how to slowly improve that? Do you, are you increasing like every time you do a deadlift, are you increasing to get used to it or what's your what's like training gro- train growth and like um, in my opinion, if you're just starting out, you sh- probably shouldn't have the bar or sh- probably shouldn't have any weight on the bar for like a couple of weeks in my- because like um, something with like Olympic weightlifting, it's like incredibly technical. Sure. So you want to make sure you're doing everything right, not only so you can like lift more weight and like get good, get to good uh, lifting habits in the future, but um, to make sure you're not like injuring yourself. Because, like, the difference between Mm. good and bad technique doesn't happen at, like, say, half of what you could possibly lift. It happens once you get to, like, close to your limits. That's when you start to really – you could really hurt yourself if you're, like, bending your back the wrong way or you're 
throwing the bar and it like crushes you as it's going down. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, I've had some <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling you've seen them. I, I have, yeah. I've had some really close calls, I guess, with um, uh, jerks or snatches, but I, I'm happy or I'm lucky enough to be as good as getting away from the bar as I am getting under it for sure. Okay, that's but, good. Uh, yeah. It's definitely, you said it definitely the, the sport comes down to men- mentality. How do you stay motivated even if your lifts are not going well, you're not progressing towards the goal you want to snatch or jerk? Um, what's that mental, like what's your mental like training sort of say for competitions or even training in general? So I guess the kind of philosophy I take to it is kind of similar to how I approach like a lot of things in life is that everything's kind of like a challenge presented to you and it's like an opportunity to like excel and demonstrate excellence in your ability. So I try to see it as a way to get better and to show people that you're capable of very great things, I guess would be one way to put it. Is the progress more important than the product for you or both are equally important i'd say that the process is definitely important because you can't have you could easily have um process without product but you will never have product without process it's um uh, yeah definitely the work behind things is where you get like big lifts or you get i guess good grades or anything with that mm-hmm. so what's your typical day look like what from start to finish so on a training day, I usually wake up at about 6, and my classes usually start anywhere between 8.30 to 9.30 and go to about 2 to 5 mm-hmm. some days with labs. Yeah. And then after that, I'll do notes and homework for a couple hours, have dinner, and I'm usually training by about in between 6 and 6.30, get home around 9, go to bed at 10 if everything goes to plan. <laughs> Usually uh, my hardest, the hardest thing about that day is usually falling asleep on the right time. I find it incredibly easy to wake up at six, but um, falling asleep at 10 and getting like that eight or seven and a half hours of sleep is really difficult Mm -hmm. some days for sure. And you would say that's like an everyday kind of thing, right? You're working towards that every single day? Yeah, I definitely do take some hard breaks. Like I try to keep like a daily kind of schedule or journal Mm -hmm. but that's it's it was completely blank over like reading week or (laughs) christmas break sure so like it's there's definitely some people that can do it all the time but i think as long as you're doing it like a good 95 percent of the time it's usually okay to take like a week off if you have good reason for it and like if your schedule allows it for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah at the end of uh, every night, I'll write out my schedule for the next day. And then in like a little column beside that, I'll write reflections of the previous day and like what went good, oh. what I enjoyed, what went wrong, what should I remember for the future, what should I correct for the future, mm-hmm. just kind of things like that. And uh, it's good to do the, have that kind of habit because you don't really, it's a good way to kind of correct bad habits and prevent poor ones from poor decisions from showing up in the future i suppose yeah you can see that in a lot of different industries i guess not just in self-development yeah and has that also always been a process of you journeying every single day or is that recently just a habit that you've developed uh i think it's definitely a habit i developed like i guess going back to the stoic idea like the stoics kept journals 
for the same reason, like uh, Marcus Orioles and his, um, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but anyways, uh, he kept um, the, his um, book on meditations is entirely like self-reflection and like how he sees himself in the world and things like that and how he can make himself better as a person and a man. When a viewer listening, how can they develop that example of setting habit every single day, even if it's sitting down for 30 minutes or, or for an hour just to actually get an efficient studying time done? How would you build that sort of habit? Um, I think the best way to do it would probably be a process called time blocking, where you like lay out the entire hours of your day and kind of say, okay, so from like seven to nine, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to start a paper or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just like consistently like doing it, I guess would be yeah. the best way to say it. Like I know it's really hard to <clears throat> get the motivation to do it sometimes, but if you like write ahead, like I guess that goes back to what I said before, how I like plan out my days the day ahead. So the day of, I'm not thinking of what I should be doing at that time. I've already pre-decided all of that stuff. Yeah. So then it um, takes away the first step, which is to decide what to do. And I guess that's the whole idea of making uh, a schedule far before you actually do it, is to make sure that you're actually doing it. In mm -hmm. a way. I think this leads into like your show your work challenge as oh, well, yeah. right? So explain to us, so the viewers who don't know, um, Zach here, he started, I'm, I'm assuming you started it, mm -hmm. a sh hashtag show your work challenge on Instagram mainly and anywhere on all social media platforms. So explain to us what that is and how people can actually get involved and how you started it. Yeah, so basically I was starting to find that I wasn't getting super accountable with my training and with my academic. I felt like I was academic, so I felt I was kind of slouching off a bit so I want to try to find some way that I could show people that I'm actually doing something and that people can have like a platform to call me out on it I guess so it's sure. a bit more personal that way but kind of yeah the idea of the show your work challenge in my opinion was to demonstrate that great things don't come from nowhere there's a lot of process that mm -hmm. get them there yeah. I guess and you're on day 24, 25? I think yesterday was 24. So yeah, okay. today will be 25. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think we're also going to do a little bit on our social media. So check out our social media at 204Rise. We're going to oh, yeah. help you out and we're going to do you some can short use work. hashtag is called hashtag show your work and tag <laughs> Zach on Instagram. You can find the link in the bio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. We'll get it going. So was there any like role models that you followed that after or was that just something um, you developed on your own? So Nathaniel Drew is one YouTuber that posts a lot about like self-reflection and clarity. Sure. He did a video on his, um, he did a video on some of his favorite books and he read this one book that I cannot remember the title of, but it really went into like the process of work and how you should kind of like, it basically demonstrates the same ideas I was trying to go with by show your work. So mm -hmm. I definitely think that's the kind of like inspiration mm -hmm. for it. So is that just like a, a, a way for people to hold you accountable or is it to, like some people can portray it as you're just trying to show what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess um, one way I didn't really want to portray it as like a place to boast yeah. 
Like I initially put out like a post at the very start of it that this isn't, I'm not trying to brag when I'm doing these things. That's why I never put like what weights I'm lifting yeah. during. I put, I just say I'm doing like a clean and jerk so people aren't confused when they see me like rip a bar <laughs> into the air. But uh, yeah, I really don't want it to be like super vain. Like that's one thing I don't really like mm-hmm. is vanity and like kind of like boasting where boasting isn't necessary. Like there's definitely times to be egotistical, but definitely social media isn't one of them, in my opinion. 100% agree, 100% agree. And how do you stay humble in that process? What keeps you motivated and humble? Um, I guess just like knowing that if I continue the work, it should and very likely will take me somewhere is usually enough to keep putting it in even on like an off day where I don't feel super motivated like knowing that okay sure this sure does suck but if I do like one more and then one more after that like I just have to focus on like what's like directly in front of me I don't have to think of oh no after this training session I have to go home and I have to finish writing this paper I have to do like a bunch of problems I just have to focus on what's exactly in front of me and then the rest of stuff can just come later so like focusing on one thing at a time is a good way to stay motivated for sure it sort of comes back to that process of being it's not falling in love with the product you're falling in love with the process oh yeah achieving things it's and like you say consistency consistency is key to self-development even if you're trying to achieve your goals in life to me that's a personal like consistency Mm -hmm. if you can be consistent you'll achieve everything you want in life but i like to say that um I'm a incredibly lucky person. Like I have like a lot of opportunities that I've been given or that I have found that have gotten me very far in life. And I find that although we initially think that luck is like completely like up to like the universe, I guess, so yeah. we don't really have control of it. I, I like to think that um, hard work breeds luck and hard work kind of gives us more opportunity. Wise words. What, what can we expect from the future from you? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm definitely going to be considering weightlifting. And since next year will be my last year as a junior, I'm hoping to make a scene in kind of like the senior part of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Like I have a bit of a mountain to climb before I can qualify for senior nationals, but I'm hoping <laughs> to get there. And yeah, just cur- currently, yeah, working towards those goals and working towards my academic goals, finishing my undergraduate and mm-hmm. after that I'm not too sure I'm not sure if I'll go straight into work or I might pursue a master's in mm-hmm. engineering or mathematics see where it takes me there here's out there thank you so much for watching viewing and make sure to subscribe all the links of the, uh, the videos that we posted and everything will be in the description along with our social media at 204rise along with Zach's as well uh, be sure to post your hashtag show your work we're going to be participating in that as well so thank you until then until next time we go by the name of 204rise thank you so much guys stay tuned